The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Tuesday. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Will Wilson back in as uh, we're loaded up. A couple of black shirts getting paid today. We'll dive into that. Malik Collins staying with the Texans. Randy Gregory off to donkey land somewhere on the way back on I-80. Elijah Herbal, noted donkey fan, is still screaming for joy. Good for Randy, good for Malik, two guys we love covering at Nebraska and beyond. Numbers to get in today, 466-3776-800-825-5865. Can find us on Twitter, Chris Schmidt at Schmidt underscore radio at Will on the Radio. For Will Wilson, can email the show, Chris at HaleVarsity.com. So, we'll talk some NFL free agency. Where does Deshaun Watson land? There's a slew of teams after him. And uh, we'll get into the position switch for Chris Kovalarik. And uh, can he be that, uh, that difference maker at nickel slash linebacker? Can he be JoJo 2.0? Big ask. But the kid can ball, and uh, he's got all spring to work on it. This man has been waiting on hold since Sports Center got done. He is first up in line. He has earned that nickname from uh, many one-score losses where his heart was ripped out and someone put a marble red out on it. Husker fan F-Bomb Brian with this. Brian, what's up? Thanks for calling. I am so sick of going through every single offseason, getting my hopes up, and, oh, boy, everything's going to be different. <laughs> and it's, it's not going to happen, man. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to get my hopes up, but I can't. You're, you, you are, uh, you're heartless now. There's no feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even after the Broncos decided to sign Russell Wilson, that, that hurt a lot. Two different things. Yeah. So, are you are you your hopes up for Nebraska or Denver or both? All of them. All of them. I'm 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 drinking the Kool Aid and it it tastes a little sour. Well, you know, just don't drink it. Is there nothing that's making you feel good about this team right now? Either. You got Russell and you got Randy and you got Josie uh, re-signed. You got Chubb off the edge. Donkey's defense haven't really been the problem. You got a couple of running backs you found. You got a good receiving core. You were missing the quarterback. It's the same old, same old Broncos. <laughs> All right. Yeah, All right. Fine, fair enough. Nebraska, yeah. you don't feel any better about? I, it, 
for, for the past four years, it's been, well, let's just wait and see. Yeah. You know, back in the 90s and back in the 2000s, I know I hate being that dude, but when I was growing up, you'd look at the first four games of the season and count them as a win. Yeah, that's drastically changed. Uh, that said, I think what what can give some hope, Brian, is that there there has been change, and you can like shoot arrows at this too. But I think you got a better coaching staff. You got some dudes that have coached yeah. and coached well uh, at at other places, and they've won. I mean, I think you got a pretty big time coaching staff around your your head guy that's clearly still growing into the job. But I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's anything to to say. Well, you know, it's change has happened. Will change happen on the field? Don't know. But it's at least it's happened with how you're developing and recruiting. I think I think that's fair. Nebraska's printing money for NIL. That's different, yep. right? They're they're in that arms race, and and guess what? Nebraska fans will not be outbid. <laughs> I'm not getting my hopes up for the simple fact that I don't want to get crushed. Yeah. And end up in the corner of my house crying like a little girl in the fetal position. I'm with you, Brian. It's all right, but at some point you gotta you gotta just kind of wad up all the Kleenex, throw them away, and you're out of tears. And that's how I think you approach yeah. that. You're out of tears, so expect the worst, hope for the best, and just uh, enjoy the ride. I found a new uh, bottle of whiskey that I like, by the way. <laughs> Buffalo Trace. Oh, that's good. Buffalo Trace, really good. Oh, that's money. Have you uh, done Templeton Rye at all? Uh, I, I've seen it in the store. I have to get some. Yeah, it's it's really good. Templeton's good. Buffalo Trace. Yeah, yeah. Do that, and uh, we'll have a cheers. <laughs> Brian, be good, buddy. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, we'll see you yeah, later. There he is. Uh, F-Bomb Brian. I think F-Bomb Brian's uh guy that takes care of you and me with the supply chain. Okay, good. Over-the-road trucker, man. God bless him. him. And, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of the same way with Nebraska ball. Like, you know, I, I kept getting my hopes up because you just get crushed, right? So I kind of hear what he's saying. But I think there's a lot of things going on with this team committee that could tell you that, hey, this could be better than these last few seasons. I was watching a little bit of uh, Bustin' with the Boys' latest episode, and again, it's not uh, – <laughs> we're providing lots of free shout-outs th- this week. But they're sitting down with, with Chins and Frost and about halfway done with it. And it's okay to to be pessimistic, but to be negative for the sake of negative, I don't know that that's how you're – built as is Nebraskans or Nebraska fans. And I listen, I've covered the team since college, since 01, and I've been with you as far as what we've all observed. Yeah. That that roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you've gone downhill, you've gone up and a few times someone's puked on you doing the loop, right? <laughs> pick a pick a, a sub 500 season. But I think there's there is this isn't just another bullet point or talking point or off-season narrative that is, well, it's year four. We barely saved our job. So let's talk about energy and being reinvigorated. I believe that because not just that the new happened because of who they brought in. And I know coaches can talk a great game. I know they, they know how to respond in a lot of instances when the red light's on or the microphone's hot. But 
is there a BS meter you have? And I don't sense much BS with Applewhite. I just don't. I don't sense much BS uh, with, with, with Whipple. I mean, Whipple's made enough money in his career to be taking money or losing money to Barnett on the golf course four days a week. He wants to be coaching. He loves going to a quarterback meeting room, developing a kid. He's still at that, and I'm not saying he's old, but he's in his 60s, and he loves being out on the road recruiting. That's, that's kind of rare, right? You get to a certain age, screw recruiting. Well, no, he's, he's been very active every, everywhere he's been in college as a recruiter. He likes the challenge. He's a salesman in, in a good way. He wants to get that sale, i.e., Chubba Purdy coming to town. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying with the, with the new coaches and everything. I feel like when I don't, I don't, I don't. There's not an inch of, of Mickey Joseph that smoke. Yeah, and same with Bill Bush. In getting to sit down with those guys, you you kind of get their reality, and they get how the world's changed. And listen, Nebraska was built and exceptional because of To's mind, To's scheme, strength and conditioning and depth and development on top of being able to get really good players. You had, you, had, you had the whole ball of wax with what Bama's got, but you had it for, for 25 years with a lot of uh, red tape to jack with with the NCAA. Now it's the Wild West, and it's highest bidder, and Nebraska's going to be in that conversation. Have they won as much as some of these other schools? No. Do they have the fan base as high as some of these other schools? No. Do they have the support? I mean, so Nebraska still is is elite in the bells and whistles part. Now they're going to be elite in the the, um, the the finance part. And it comes down to getting it done on the field. And with some of these coaching changes, I think they have the right guys in position to get a better offensive line, get a running game that can crank out a 1,000-yard rusher, uh, we're out of we're out of defense throwing the football with a quarterback and receiving core that's pretty good. You've got dudes that not just played but played well and were good enough to to get significant snaps at a team that's not far removed from a national championship. All right, you can go get you can go get into uh, Mickey Joseph's former backyard and 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 be in it because of, of relevancy and, and proof you watch on Sundays with the kids he's put in the NFL. Nebraska is going to be fine. In that aspect. This isn't a a powder puff moment for me. I'm just, this is how I'm looking at it from an analytical standpoint. And I'm always pretty fair. Whenever there's been coaching changes and shifts, you give a a head coach and his staff and his group he brought in, let let him start with a clean slate, don't have any preconceived notions, and then let them do their thing and then make your judgment appropriately. And, you know, Riley's failing was management style. The guy knows football. He can coach football. He recruited some good talent. But as far as the accountability part, I mean, guys didn't have to go to team dinners together. To have a squad. And guess what? That's okay if you got a bunch of uh, uh, mature guys, but 18 to 22-year-olds most times in college, still I'm not that mature. You know what I mean? If someone told me to be somewhere that's an authority figure, you're going to Bet your ass I'm there. Right. No one was going to enforce the rule. Guess what? I can show up 15 minutes late. It's just That's just human nature. 
uh, with with some of these new coaches. I mean, they're they're not jacking around, they're not messing around, and there's a standard. To your point on basketball, I don't think the folks that laid out Nebraska having a top twenty recruiting class last year were wrong. We've seen McGowan's the guy's going to go in the NBA draft. We've seen Wiltshire do some nice things. And we've seen Verge take over games. Walker's turned into a, a good player. Exactly. But just collectively, the, uh, the chemistry part, you, you, can't, you can't, again, management style, expect everybody to come in and be professional, act professionally, act in the best interest of the team versus the, the me part of it. The me part of it's what's driving them and have they love basketball, but it's driven them to to play this so they can go do it professionally and make money. And that was a monster anchor around the neck of this basketball team this year, last year, and just some misses. We'll see what Doc ends up doing. We'll see what Abdel Massey ends up doing. We'll see what Armand Gates ends up doing. His brother, I think, has a hell of a good shot at getting the South Carolina gig. If he goes, so we'll see. But back to the you know high hopes <laughs> discussion point by F Bomb Brian. Just enjoy your team. Right. Don't expect too much. If they over deliver, celebrate like a madman with either Buffalo Trace responsibly, or your Jack Daniels, or your Templeton Rye. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Apple Crown. Let's throw that in while we're at it. Randy Gregory's buying a round of Apple Crown for uh, for Denver. Should be <laughs> five years, seventy million dollars was the offer for Dallas. It's either at that same number for Randy or better, with twenty eight million guaranteed. This is a sad story. Somewhere uh, in Florida, Uncle Andy, my brother in law, biggest Cowboy fan I know, is screaming. Ooh, because he's a huge Cowboy fan. And Randy is gone. Well, Randy's gone because uh, Stephen Jones, after there was a verbal agreement between Papa Bear, Jerry, and, and Randy, and, and listen, Jerry Jones did everything in his power to make sure Randy Gregory succeeded. Stuck with him and stuck with him and stuck with him because he knows he's a top five talent. Well, the the son came in, <laughs> said, you know what we talked about? Yeah, we're going to rework that to protect ourselves a little bit. And that's the deal breaker. Now, here's my question. We'll talk with Rick Kaczynski. Kaz recruited and coached Randy Gregory, Malik Collins, both uh, black shirt payday guys today. How does Randy Gregory function in Denver as the stud op- opposite edge of of Bradley Chubb. It's a 3-4, so Randy is going to be doing the Lawrence Taylor, Carl Banks thing, presumably uh, on the edge uh, with Chubb, and it could be awesome. And Randy's athletic enough to do to do a lot of things. He's pretty much replacing Von Miller, all right? So you have Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, Randy Gregory. That was your three-man rotation off the edge to go murder quarterbacks. Mm. And, and, and you're not going to have that in Denver, but I don't think you have a problem in Denver defensively. No, not at all. No, I mean, it's not. It's not Dallas. But hey, good for Randy. He's a comeback story. He's been yeah. through a lot of crap, self-inflicted some uh, mental health uh, hurdles, and and he got paid. He has generation-changing money for his family and him, and he is he has survived. 
He's played 50 games in his career, 16 and a half career sacks in those 50 games. And he tied for the league lead, league lead in forced turnovers this year. He had like 19 tackles. He had seven, six, you make that, six sacks, four tackles for loss, three fumble recoveries, two forced fumbles, an interception. He's a beast. Now, if he's not jumping off sides, which tends to drive Cowboy fans nuts, Randy's a difference maker. And, and listen, I'll, I'll always enjoy going to a Denver game with my boy pharmacist, Jeff. And I know Junior and Mama will want to go because Russell's playing quarterback. So we've been to a couple of Chiefs games the last couple of years. Uh, Denver upgraded to get in this arms race in the AFC West with a quarterback move. And now they're also making a move with a pass rusher similar to what the Chargers did to go get uh, Mr. Chicago Bear. Uh, And uh, we'll see where it shakes out. Mitch Sherman's next on Hale Varsity. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hail Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. An hour from now, Rick Kaczynski weighs in on the payday for Malik and Randy, two guys he recruited and coached. I'm sure he's excited for, for both of them as Randy's off to Denver. Malik stays with the Texans and talks some football, baseball, basketball, NCAA tournament. Mitch Sherman is with us from The Athletic. at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, how's your week? Thanks for the time. My week is, is uh, going pretty well. How about you? I'm off to Arizona to get tomorrow, man, uh, to golf and That's to great. grill and to, to pool it. And Your week's better than mine. <laughs> officially you sound disgruntled on that my friend no i'm all right i'm (laughs) i'm i'm headed that way in may good um good more work related than than uh golf but i'm sure i'll have some have a good time at 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 some stage of that trip well good i you'll you'll enjoy it i'm sure uh i want to spend a few minutes on on nil for for nebraska and in reference to uh, to Will Compton's podcast with Casey Thompson uh, divulging the the six figures, the number of Husker players that have vehicles or apartments, and you know mm-hmm. Nebraska Mitch has always been kind of on the for- forefront with being different in a great way, cutting edge. We be it strength and conditioning or just the development and the student athlete experience, and and of course the uh, the life skills uh, with with LeBlanc and company, but. What's your your feel on this with uh, with NIL in Nebraska? Do you think they're already uh, kind of top tier in that department, or are they doing a better job of promoting it or having it promoted uh, like like we see on social media or in in interviews uh, with uh, some of the current players? Well, that was enlightening the the um, the podcast. I listened to it yesterday the episode with Casey Thompson and and um you know good for uh for Will and 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 Taylor to uh you know to get that information from him you know Casey did not divulge nearly as much when when he went in front of the media and I understand it's a more much more relaxed setting when, yeah. you, when you're sitting in the bus 
than uh, in front of the lights like he was last week and all the cameras. Um, he was pretty open, and, you know, why not? Um, why not be? And, 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 in fact, I would, ex- I, would, I would think that Nebraska would like that because that's going to appeal to uh, future Casey Thompsons, you know, guys who are coming out of the portal in, in years ahead, even, even still this year in 2022 before the season, Nebraska is going to go back into the portal and look for, um, you know, defensive linemen. Um, you know, we'll see w- what else uh, is needed based on the way that uh, the last three weeks of spring shake out. Um, and, and then in future years, of course, too, it's important to be able to, uh, you know, to have that stuff. Nebraska can't come out and say it. Nebraska um, as a university, can't say we have X number of players, you know, who have deals that get them cars or apartments. But if the players say it, um, then then by all means, um, you know, I think Nebraska would be in favor of that. I, I, w- I would caution, um, you know, people who you know who, who listen to that and live around here and, and, and get most of their college football news about Nebraska, um, not to get get um, in the mindset that Nebraska is the only place that that has this kind of thing going on. Um, you know, we've seen this uptick even this, this winter and spring in these collectives that are, are taking place at um, big-time football programs. Nebraska was ahead of the game um, with what it did uh, on some of the organizational side of um, NIL, in part because of its relationship with Open Doors and then also with, with uh, the company ABM in Lincoln um, that was really on the ground floor of helping these guys get set up. But they are, they are far from... Uh, you know, being being alone in in the organizational part of it, and as the months tick by, um, Nebraska, if it at any time was in the lead on the resources that are available to uh, to players in all sports through um, NIL opportunities, they aren't going to stay that way because there's more money at other places. If you go to Texas or Tennessee or Ohio State. Um, or the University of Florida or USC, um, Texas A&M, you know, cause the list goes on. And, and you know, you know who these schools are. Just, just uh, you know, it's the, it's the power players in, in LSU, Alabama, and in, in college football. Um, they are they are going to be able to offer some of the same things, and in some cases more than Nebraska. Where Nebraska can come in is is um, you know being well organized and, and you know having that passion for for football. That it that um, you know that really does uh, burn bright in uh, in Lincoln and around around the state. Mitch Sherman's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Mitch uh, to the field, and what what's your anticipation like for Chris Kolovarik, uh Kolovarik and in that switch? As you know, it's not go be JoJo, but be mm-hmm. um, be versatile enough to to help out that way. Uh, I know an inside linebacker when he came from Northern Iowa, but now he's going to be on the outside or uh, the attempt anyway to be that hybrid guy. Yeah, it's interesting because coming out of the season, it's, it, it seemed very much like Isaac Gifford um, you know, was going to be given the first opportunity, and, you know, the likely starter. Um, when, when I projected depth charts um, this winter, he was definitely the nickel. And Kalarvik now, is, I think, is right there with him. Um, and, 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 you know, I'm not sure which, which direction Nebraska is going to end up going on, on, on a, you know, a starter at that spot. You know, they have different skill sets. And, and Kalarvik is more your traditional uh, linebacker, the, 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 the inside linebacker, your Mike um, or a Will kind of guy, or I'm sorry, Mike or a Sam kind of guy, where I think Gifford fits more as a Will or a safety, um, more in the mold probably of what Jojo was early in his career. 
you know, JoJo got bigger, and it, it, I think if you looked at him last season, um, he probably was built a little bit more like Chris Kalarvik than than what Isaac Gif- the way Isaac Gifford is is um, is built right now. But uh, I think that both will will contribute mm-hmm. and both will play. And if you have two guys at that spot who can split reps, um, then it's a much different situation for, from the past couple of years when JoJo just really didn't come off the field. So. Um, that that can be good, and, and there are others at that spot too. You know, talked about uh, the coaches have talked about Javen Wright, and you know we've heard good things, um, or certainly did in his in his recruiting about Kobe Bretts, and and, um, and there are there there is a um, I believe it's John Bullock, the walk on from from Omaha, who's playing that spot. So there are options there, and, and right now it looks like uh, like Kalarvik and, and Gifford are at the top of the list. You want to go recruiting here and uh, an offer out? I saw you retweeted this. I think it was yesterday. But how fierce is the fight for Malachi Coleman for Nebraska, yeah. uh, Iowa? Uh, one of many to go, and and it seems like most of the Big Ten's in on on old, old Malachi from East. Yeah, he's becoming a um, you know one of those next level players. I think for for a couple of reasons. Um, one because of the just the raw talent that you see there. And I, I watched him play in person this year. And, you know, I, I, it's hard to project where he's going to end up on the field, but I know it could be a number of spots. He could play on either side of the ball. Um, you know, he could put on size and be a very good pass rusher, um, you know, the kind of prospect at, the, at, the, at a position that you just don't see the state of Nebraska produce real often. I mean, there is Maverick Noonan right now at Elkhorn South who plays that spot, but – um, you know, Coleman is built a little different than, than Noonan. They're both, they can both be very good in college or, or, or Coleman um, very well may end up uh, being a wide receiver. And uh, with the size that he has, you know, you, 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 you teach him about the intricacies of that position, how to run routes, how to do the things um, that they ask in college. And if that's where his passion is, then I think he could be very good um, at that spot too. And, and on top of it, um, you know, you're talking about somebody who has a really unique story and, you know, we just got done talking about NIL and he's already into that as a, as a high school junior. So um, that, that's, that, that plays in favor of Nebraska for sure, because if this is a Lincoln kid, you know, who, who beat the odds, um, you know, coming up through foster care system and, you know, has an, has an amazing story to tell uh, right now. And it could become more incredible, you know, if he's out there starting on Saturdays. Um, there are unquestionably more opportunities for him in that NIL realm um, as a Nebraska football player than there is anywhere else that he goes. And that's the same if you're an Iowa City kid and, you, you know, you go to Iowa or if you're from Ann Arbor and you go to Michigan. People know him in the community. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty big advantage for Nebraska, I would say, in recruiting him that, that hasn't existed um, with players of his caliber in recent years. Mitch, your temperature on Husker baseball, much-needed walk-off. What a day for, uh, for Griffin Everett. Yeah, I mean, I watched them in person um, at, at Omaha um, on Sunday afternoon and, you know, made some comments uh, about how they just weren't real competitive. And, and, then, I, and then I read Will Bolt's comments um, about how they were, they were a weak team. Um, <laughs> he, he took it a step farther. Um, you know, he, he said it, he really laid it out there. Um, you know, I may have been thinking something along those lines and tried to be a little nicer, and then he just went out and said it. That's the head coach. So mm-hmm. that's what you get with Will Bolton. I think that's good for the players, um, you know, to know that their coach is a straight shooter. And then look what happened the next day. I mean, I mean and again, this is, this is one win against a team with a losing record 
from the Summit League. So we're not talking about um, getting ready for regional play here. But you got to take small steps when you've started the way they have. This is not the the season's not over by any means. Um, there are there, everything is ahead in Nebraska, but it didn't start the first three or four weeks like this team had hoped for sure. Um, you know, and what they're missing is what we saw on the field in the regional last year, where you just had guys stepping up, whether it was Mojo Hagee or Jackson Hallmark or Spencer Schwellenbach. And those guys are gone. Luke Roskam, um, those were the leaders on that team, and they have to find new leaders. And, you know, you go out in the home opener and you see Griffin Everett have a four-hit day, um, you know, multiple extra base hits. Did he hit two home runs yesterday or one? Two, I think two. two. Yeah. Solo I mean, and a two-run shot. Right, a, and a walk-off. Um, hit to win it. I mean, that's that's what you've that's that's what has to emerge. Our, our players and performances like that, and to have it happen in the home opener is is uh, I don't care who the opponent is. It's definitely a good um, a good step in the right direction. And then they need to continue the momentum um, as this week goes on with some more home games. Mitch, they had a players only meeting, shut the door, and and hashed it out after Will's comments. And we'll see if this kind of shakes loose. Uh, how they had been playing and, and kind of sends them towards a different direction where, yeah, last year was last year. Guys got to take ownership and and do better. And, uh, well, at least yesterday was, was a good example of that. Who's your final four? About 30 seconds. Do you have a bracket done? My bracket's not done, so I can tell you in three seconds. I don't know. I don't know yet. I'll probably know tonight. My kids are, are, are bothering me to print them out, and they want to fill them out the old way with – pencil and paper and that's fine uh so we'll go and enter them into the uh into the computer after, after that but uh, we'll have a we'll have a competition among the family i don't know i i uh i'll uh, i'll tell you next week that's and fine by that point my team might some of my final four will probably be eliminated well make sure that buy-in is is hefty i love it mitch uh, have a good week i'm gonna we'll take talk. my kids money for sure yeah <laughs> have a good one man good to talk all right thanks chris Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Coming up, Andy Markowski will be with us. We'll get uh, Andy's take on NCAA tournament, the Husker women, Gonzaga on Friday. 2.30 tip, believe. And that'll be ESPN News. So we'll talk to Andy uh, on, on the uh, the men's bracket and maybe some feels on Nebraska's coaching staff for the, the basketball team with Fred. Numbers to get in, 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. More on Randy Gregory and Malik Collins, their payday with their position coach, Rick Kaczynski, in about 30 minutes. So let's get the NFL Network's take on the Denver deal, how this went down, how it shook out, how it goes from Dallas to Denver when it looked like Dallas. That was, I mean, Shefty hit send on that thing and then 15 minutes later uh, pumped the brakes. And uh, that's not how it was to go shefty not having a good year so far with credibility huh no i you know but he's <laughs> he's a goat he, he, he's he is what he is right. and that's not a that's not a knock it just he's he's a reporter and right there you go so before we we play 
this sound here from James Palmer, not the former Nebraska guard. Are you going to go see a Denver game? If I if I say, hey, let's let's pick a game, let's do a show Friday from from Donkey Land or maybe a Monday from Donkey Land. Would we get we get in in an Elijah's truckster or my truckster? You, me, Elijah, and we'll, we'll we'll get pharmacist Jeff to go with us. You'd be in, wouldn't you? I'm there. Right? I'm there. I think yes. it'd be great. We got to look at the the NFL schedule's not dropped yet, has it? Uh maybe it it's has. Summer, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they they have their own holiday for that. But I think we go see a, a Denver KC game, oh or my God. maybe maybe we just go to Vegas <laughs> and see Denver. In, in Vegas. I'd be, I'd be crossing two things off. Never been to Vegas, never been to an NFL game. Never been to Vegas either. What? With, with Roberto down the hall, he's got bros in Vegas. Oh, my God. So we could totally get set up for a show. We just got to figure out the right bye week for Nebraska football. Right. And somebody to work the board. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, I'm not getting tracked back here no, for that. No. I am I am not pushing buttons. <laughs> GD. <laughs> that would be fun, Schmitty. I'm down for that. Well, well, we'll we'll huddle up on that. Here is James Palmer on what the heck happened with Denver and Dallas. Yeah, this was an interesting one the way it was playing out. I'm watching NFL Network in between my hits, Andrew. We're honoring the great Andrew Whitworth and my phone starts going might be Randy Gregory coming to town. So we start doing some digging and as Mike said, it was all of our favorite uh, sports anchor here in Denver and Vic Lombardi breaking the news that Randy Gregory has decided to join the Denver Broncos. Now, dating back to yesterday and, and all the meetings I've been told the Broncos have been having have been about three specific positions. It's been about interior defensive line. It's been about pass rush and it's been about corner and pass rush was a big need that they wanted to have. And I was told kind of Von Miller wasn't really in the mix over the last day or so and potentially coming back. And it looks like Randy Gregory is the one to play opposite of Bradley Chubb. And that's important because Chubb, remember, a fifth overall pick, has had injury issues in the past. This is going to be his first offseason in a number of years to where he is going to just be focused on getting better at football and not rehabbing an injury. They're expecting big things from Chubb. They like Malik Reed. They like Jonathan Cooper that they got out of Ohio State late in the draft last season. But they were looking for that other bookend pass rusher because you know against guys like Patrick Mahomes, Jeff, you can't bring extra guys to try to blitz him because he is going to pick you apart. So you have to get pressure with four. The Broncos needed to upgrade the pass rush dramatically, and they do that with Randy Gray. Charles Robinson also weighs in with CBS Sports, uh, senior writer for Yahoo, and just lays it out perfectly. The Randy Gregory reversal to Denver was 100% a matter of the Cowboys tinkering with contract language at the last moment. Like it or not, you can't come in with that maneuver, Stephen, when there's another team on hold waiting for an opening. More from Charles Robinson uh, in response to Ed Warder. In, in Ed's tweet, Ed, longtime insider and ESPN stud on the Cowboys, sources say the salary forfeiture language mm-hmm. by the Cowboys include a, included in player contracts that led Randy to abruptly sign with the Broncos is standard to them, but not commonly used by other teams. Now, the Cowboys have interest in Von Miller, depending on financial expectations. It's a flop. It's a switch. Right. right. Well, and Vaughn went and got a Super Bowl, his second. Mm-hmm. 
he he led them to one, and then he was you know uh, co-pilot with Aaron Donald. And listen, here's the thing though: if I'm a Cowboy fan, I'm really frustrated. I mean, you saw Micah Parsons; that's money. But you've been you've stuck with Randy for eight years and fifty games. You've not punted him yet. And I could I could see how Cowboy fans are, are hurt by this. But listen, you've not cut him now. Why jack with stuff in the contract? Yeah, exactly. If it's different than when you signed him, mm-hmm. it's fishy. That, that rookie deal. I mean, I think I, mean, I think Randy's maybe made less than half a million dollars in Dallas based on forfeitures and time missed. I mean, think of playing eight games, or, or excuse me. Being in the league eight seasons and playing 50 games. It's a no-brainer. The production's incredible. Uh, Garrett Nelson, uh, number 44 for the Black Shirts, an excerpt from him. Uh, Nebraska needs a Randy Gregory-type pass rusher to step up for the Black Shirts this year. And Garrett's had a really nice career in Lincoln and more to come. Uh, the heartbeat of that defense. His sit down with Will Compton and Taylor Luan. What did it mean to earn a black shirt? Cannot just one day show up and be like, I figured it out. I got it. You're going to get coached hard every day. You're going to play hard every day. You're going to do everything you possibly can 100% right with 100% effort. Right. That's how you get one. Being from Nebraska and then earning that black shirt. You want to come be a baller? You want to come be a man? You want to grow up and be real? Not a fake tough dude or fake this or I got to tell people how to play football? Nobody's going to fight you in practice because they already know if I fight this guy, he's going to when people come here and you play here, you don't need to tell anybody, and that's what Nebraska gives you because he's that dude's from Nebraska. He plays for Nebraska. Yeah, damn. They don't need you. Don't. Yeah. So you've got your culture guy, you've got your effort guy, and you've had your production guy. It's nice to have all three of those elements because Garrett's production last year, good work on the yeah. edge for Nebraska when it came to to run stoppage, setting the edge, and also. What he was able to do get off the quarterback to get after the quarterback. Now it needs to be better. He'd be the first to say that, but he is uh, bringing a lot of that defense along. I do have a text from Elijah. He says, "Tell Schmitty that if he takes me to Ireland, I'll run the board when he's in Denver." I'm not taking him anywhere. I started the first part of my passport process today. Ooh, just missed it, Elijah. So bad time to go out of town. No, he wants to go to Ireland. Great, start rowing. <laughs> Or swim. I'm sure he's a good swimmer. <laughs> Might be. Although, you know, if, if a shark sees him swimming with that mustache. I'm sure he's tasty, yeah. No, the sharks can go the other way. <laughs> he's, they're not a fan of the stash. No, straight. the shark's like, he's going to throw me in a windowless van. <laughs> with that with that mustache. We'll wind down hour one. Andy Markowski coming up. Rick Kaczynski. Next hour, Tale of Our City presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. So, Hooksy and I have the same bracket, same Final Four. It's brutal. It's like we copied off each other in junior high. Have you finished yours out? I have a, I have a physical one. I'm not sure I have any patience left to jump in and try and figure out another password with <laughs> past brackets. I'm serious. Like, so relatable. Th- there's, there's 50 different invites, and God love you for inviting me to do a bracket, and I don't have them saved, yeah. a phone or a computer or a system ago, yeah. 
to, to figure it out. It's too much work. But, I mean, I have this, and I, I have one. That's all you need. Do you have yours done? I do. I do have it done. So give me your give me your your give me your lead eight. Okay, lead eight. Wow, I'm going Gonzaga, Duke, <laughs> Baylor, Kentucky. Okay. Arizona, Villanova. Same. Kansas, Auburn. Okay. <clears throat> I have my Elite Eight. Gonzaga Tech, UCLA, Kentucky. Arizona, Nova, Iowa, Auburn. Man, Iowa, they have a good team. Here's what I'm wondering. Do they, do they keep rolling or do they pull what they pulled last year and when they find a, a more, when they take on a more athletic squad like an Oregon that just who in your who in the right mind can run with Iowa right well Oregon said uh, here they did a year ago and blew them out of the water this matchup wise does Iowa have a bad matchup and I haven't beaten KU which is kind of brutal but kind of funny yeah I mean, do you believe in the whole tournament thing? I mean, in the last few years... It's matchup and who's hot, and, and not many teams... I mean, I'm, I'm expecting UCLA to put another run together because they have three studs, they have three pros. They take smart shots. Mick Cronin will murder them. He has all <laughs> sorts of blue-blood, high-profile fluff dudes that have been told how great they are forever since they were probably four, and he stares and screams at them. And it's hilarious because they get scared and they do what he says. He's an angry little guy. And I've always liked Mick Cronin because he's mm-hmm. coaching five-star talent in the blue-collar method. So I'm hoping – I like watching UCLA. I want to see them take on Kentucky. I think they knock off Kentucky. But UCLA kind of got a – UCLA is never a Cinderella, but they were a Cinderella last year. They were. What were they? Were they even like an eight or a nine seed? I had the bracket up this morning, dude. They were down. Yeah, they were down there. That whole conference, really. Well, the Pac-12's garbage. They only got yeah. three teams in. Colorado got left at the altar. Oregon left yeah. at the altar. They, they, I mean, the Pac-12 only has wow. three now. Colorado, that's, a, that's amazing. But they were they were right there. Yeah, they were right there. And I think you know you want to be honest. I mean, that's probably. The Virginia Tech stole that bid. Yeah, um, I don't know what to think. I think I think Wyoming's a good basketball mm-hmm. team. They are. Uh, I think Indiana's a great basketball team. It's it's garbage that both of these have to face off like they do right now. Am I crazy? Rutgers and Notre Dame. That, uh, we're going to be a great game tonight. Do you know what time that or the tomorrow night? Um, I was going to ask you that you know the Michigan Colorado State game. Are you? Do you have any confidence in Michigan coming out here and Michigan know, gets good? Michigan gets popped. Okay, I have Colorado State getting. Past Tennessee. Oof. Rick Barnes is one and eleven against the spread in the NCAA tournament. The man that didn't get Kevin and I like Rick Barnes. He tells hilarious jokes. Just ask Dolman. Uh, Rick Barnes didn't get to a Final Four with Kevin Durant. All I'm saying. Eddie Markowski going to be with us. 
his thoughts on the tournament and Husker basketball next on Hale Varsity Radio. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmidt underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmidt. Welcome to it. It's Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt. Will Wilson is in. He's got his dancing shoes on. And I think he can bust a move all right. Eddie Markowski with us. The pride of Ord. Standout Husker. Proud Papa as he'll be uh, locked in, glued in on the road in Louisville. At Markowski underscore Andy on Twitter. Andy, got to love it. Madness is here. How are you? Yeah, doing great, Smitty. Uh, you know, weather's fantastic and uh, getting ready for uh, kind of three straight weeks of uh, good basketball here. Absolutely. You've uh, you've made the rounds, man, all the tournaments, right? You, uh, you were there for the Big Ten tournament. You were there for state basketball, of course, coaching. Great uh, work this year with Pius the 10th girls. And, of course, your fantastic coverage on uh, uh, NET with uh, you and Larry uh, Putney. Just fantastic to watch. And and now you're off to the off to the dance. So, what uh, what are you feeling like? How how are you going into this matchup against Gonzaga? Yeah, just super excited. You know, I think uh, you can get caught up in in the seeds and you know where you were placed and who you got to play next. But you know, the reality of it is only 68 teams are you know are still playing in both the men's and women's bracket. And whoever you you know who you play is going to be good and you're going to have to play well to win and and certainly Gonzaga is is a really good team had you know had a chance to beat Stanford earlier in the year lost to them a second time by eight won their league you know beat a ranked team at BYU in their conference final so so we're gonna have our hands full you know if you're fortunate to uh to win that game you get a get a one seat on their home court which you know is not going to be easy but what a great way to uh you know make some noise and and, and get some recognition is it fair to say that this team is is not going in just happy to be there? There are some goals and accomplishments. It's a different mentality. Yeah, I think this is a really mature group. Um, you know, they they had big goals for themselves during the regular season. You know, I think they went into the Big Ten tournament. Uh, you know, with an expectation to 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 win some games and, and you know hopefully win it, uh, you know, so I, I think they're happy to be there, but yet um, I think they'll have a workmanlike approach, you know, going into it, but, you know, they don't really have experience, you know, in the tournament either, so, you know, that that's always a little unnerving, uh, you know, making sure that, that they're prepared and focused and, you know, able to control, you know, what they can control. I, I think they heard the outside noise that, you know, they got, you know, screwed on the seed, and, you know, I had Alexis home yesterday there on spring break, and you know, you just gotta you gotta keep them locked in to to control. You know, prep prep for Gonzaga, go play well, and, and then worry about the the next day, the next day. When it comes to Gonzaga, as you you X's and O this thing, Andy, some things that stick out to you with your basketball analyst hat on about Nebraska's advantages and some concerns against the Zags. Yeah, I, I like the matchup. They're you know they're 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 deep. Um, and, and fairly versatile and, and fairly balanced, uh, but they they're not, 
uh, athletically, you know, at the guard spots, you know, they're they're um, you know probably a lot like us in, in the sense that they shoot it well. Uh, they don't really downhill drive, or we struggle with those teams. Uh, you know, they have good size and length on the front court. I, I think our front court is probably more more physical, where we you know might have an advantage there. Uh, the thing that concerns me is. They really change defenses a lot. They, they, they can go to different presses. They can go to some matchup zone. They can play man. And this team has not done a great job of, of uh, A, playing against some zone defenses, especially teams that have switched from, from man to zone to maybe a three-quarter zone press. Uh, those teams have really taken us out of rhythm. And, you know, Gonzaga's going to try to do all that. So that's probably the one thing that – that concerns me, but we have you know a lot of prep, uh, you know, going into it. So so hopefully, uh, you know, Coach Williams and staff can can get ready for the different things that they're going to see on Friday. Eddie Markowski is with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Eddie, to switch gears, I want to get your thoughts on your tournament experience. I know that uh, you were close a few times, and you know some of the some of the other matchups weren't weren't good uh, during your time at Nebraska. That being said, you were part of. Uh, four NCAA tournaments at Nebraska, and um, what was that like? How did Coach Nee get you ready for it? And uh, is that something you you look at? You're not a big rearview mirror guy, but is that something you think about this time of year? Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, if if you're an athlete, you want to play and compete. You know, at, at the highest level, and, and certainly getting to the NCAA tournament is that standard, right? Is is kind of what Division One you know, men's and women's basketball teams and, and coaches, uh, you know, are, are evaluated on. So, you know, I think it's important. It's fun to, to reflect back, um, you know, your experiences. You know, uh, my kids are asking me, um, you know, who we played, where we played. You know, it's starting to mean more to them where you're able to kind of, you know, go back and, and you know, tell the story of having Arkansas, you know, down by six with three and a half to go and let, letting, it off the, you know, letting them off the hook in Boise. Um, you know, so those are – are fun, you know, uh, stories to, to, to tell and, and reminisce. Uh, but, you know, I'm just really excited for the, the women's team to, to, you know, be a part of it, uh, to hear your name called, uh, you know, have a, have a daughter with a chance to uh, maybe win the first uh, NCAA game and, and certainly our family. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting time for, for me. It's an exciting time for our family. And I, I think the Nebraska women and the, and the fans are excited to, to watch and see what they can get done on Friday. Andy Markowski is with us, Hale Varsity Radio at Markowski Andy un, uh, at Markowski underscore Andy on Twitter is where you find him. With uh, with the the tournament in general, how are you feeling about the Big Ten? Nine teams are in. Uh, what's the Markowski bracket look like in in reference to the Big Ten? How far do you have some of these squads yeah, going? I, 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 am, uh, I guess I've become a Big Ten homer. I, uh, I just, um, you know, I had a hard time finding places where, you know, the Big Ten was going to lose. I, I do think the Big Ten was was outstanding. Um, you know, if you look at, you know, teams that can really advance to the lead eight and, and final four and ultimately win it, I think you have to have pros, right? I, you know, the, the, the saying is you probably have to have three pros on your roster to win a national title. You know, so you start, you know, peeling that onion back and you look at a team like Purdue. Um, you know, with, with a with a pretty good front line, and then Ivy, which is as, as good as anybody. You look at somebody like Illinois that that has um, 
a lineup, you know, on the front line and, and Colburn that, that was probably going to be a hard matchup. So I actually have both of them in my final four. I look at a Gonzaga that has, you know, a lot of NBA uh, caliber. And then um, my, my fourth uh, pick was, uh, was Auburn. You know, I, I think they're immensely talented as well, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me to see Kansas sneak through, through that regional. So I have, I have Auburn being Illinois. So does that define me as a big kid homer, Chris? I'll, I'll ask you. <sighs> Auburn beating Illinois. Oh, no, I mean, I, I have Purdue. Sorry. Purdue beating Illinois. Okay. So not, I have Illinois beating Auburn and, and Purdue being Gonzaga and Purdue winning. I think the nation needs to see it, Andy. Uh, and listen, it's, it's two programs that still have big dudes. And I know that makes you smile. They have a center that's not a stretch. They've got a guy that's going to bang down low in the paint. I Listen, I went with Iowa a little further, uh, even taking them over Kansas. I'm going to be wrong, and Fran's going to blow up on the sideline, and that'll be entertaining too. But I didn't have Illinois getting by Arizona. Uh, I did not. I think Ohio State's fading. I like Rutgers a lot. I think it stinks they've got to play Notre Dame. I don't see why Michigan gets a bye and Indiana and Rutgers have to to, to, to play two, uh, two tough ball games just to say they won a game, you know. Um, so I, uh, I don't think the uh, – aside from – and I think just with, with Chris Beard – I think that that might be the difference uh, with with Purdue in in that round of thirty two. Maybe I'm wrong. You can hammer me next week on that. But I just think the Big Ten gets a ton of respect. They deserve it, and I just couldn't quite go in. I in past years I've picked pretty heavily in the Big Ten, and it's and it's burned me, my friend. Yeah. Well, I think last year was hard because you didn't have a lot of the non-conference games, right? You couldn't mm-hmm. really see that cross-conference comparison, you know, due to COVID. A lot, a lot of the featured events were, were you know, were not did not happen. You know, this year I think there's a little bit more, you know, data out of how the Big Ten, you know, fared uh, fairly well in the non-conference. You know, I think you have some new. Um, you know, some some, some new teams. You still have your Baylor's, but you know, Arizona new coach hadn't had. You know, been there. I think Texas Tech. Um, you know, just the ability to score, I think, matters in the tournament. I look at like them and a Houston and, and some of these teams that that have really struggled to to, to score. Um, you know, late in the year, I, I think that catches up to you. So, you know, listen, I, I've done this for thirty years, and uh, you know, I, I don't think I've ever done a good job picking the bracket. It's it's it, it's hard. You know, matchups change from round to round depending on upsets, but. It's why we follow it. It's, it's, it's fun to do. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I've become a loyal loyal Big Ten fan. That's where I spend most of my time watching, uh, you know, those games on TV. So I, I tend to know more about that league than, than some of the other leagues. How was Andy Markowski done in his office pool? Yeah, the, 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 the cash portion of this is, has always been pretty good to me. Uh, you know, some of the options where you can uh, – you can find a value pick. You know, I look at like the the twelve five. I mentioned Houston. Um, you know, maybe going out early. So, some of the uh, auctions that I've been known to participate in, we, we've been able to catch a couple <laughs> flyers and, and do well. So, hopefully, that uh, that luck continues. That's a great answer, Andy Markowski, with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Andy, want to go to Nebraska basketball, and a, a thought here on on some names that 
that would be intriguing to you, assistant names, and I ask that just because it sounds like there'll be changes and we'll know more once the Final Four is probably done if, if there aren't some announcements around the around the band. And how tough of a sell is it for Fred to bring in some new blood considering where his contract situation is at? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's hard for me to speculate is, you know, he has three assistants, you know, certainly, you know, Coach Sadler kind of moved out of the, the, the coaching spot last year. Um, you know, I think we all anticipate, um, you know, as you mentioned, so, some changes, right? I mean, you, you, you know, you met with the AD, it, it, it sounded like, um, you know, Fred had a plan moving forward. So, you know, I, I don't know if that will happen or not. I, I think the staff that, you know, Fred has, has, has been able to attract, you know, talented kids, whether or not they, they fit together and, and, and were quite able to compete in the Big Ten. Um, you know, I still think there's question marks on that. But, you know, the reality of it is, uh, you know, the answer is money. I, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the budget that Fred has for his assistant pool is, is fair. Um, I think he can go out and, and attract coaches, uh, you know, with, with the amount of salary that he's able to pay. You know, I think most coaches understand the volatility of, of the business and you know if it's a one year or two year or three year or you know if you get it going you know maybe you're in the line for a head coaching job right if you're a part of uh, uh of a reason why the, the 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 team becomes successful and and you know maybe you set yourself up for that that next uh coaching opportunity so there's kind of two ways to, to look at that chris but you know i think if if they decide to make a change or a coach moves on for another opportunity I think there would be a long list of, of, of people interested because, you know, because it's Nebraska, uh, because, you know, I think Fred is, is, is a good offensive mind and, and people are always trying to learn uh, from, from, you know, coaches that have had experience and, and have some NBA uh, contacts and, and, and credibility. And in, in the end, I, I think they'll, they'll pay the, the going rate to, to attract a level of coach that can help them. Couple of jobs open in the SEC, Andy. You spent uh, time as as a Division One assistant with Coach Dockich. The Georgia job and the South Carolina job. How desirable are those? Of course, Martin moving on after a Final Four, and Tom Crean uh, moved out uh, of Indiana to to land at Georgia, and and that didn't last. But uh, Crean, obviously, a Final Four with Dwayne Wade at Marquette. Yeah, you know, both, uh, you know, LSU coaches, too. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at Frank Martin's, uh, you know, success at K-State, and then he was able to, to kind of get South Carolina, uh, South Carolina going, get to Final Four. I mean, Georgia, um, you know, for whatever reason, just has really spun their wheels. I mean, a guy like Mark Fox, which, you know, won a lot at Nevada, couldn't win there, and then Tom Green, you know, which, you know, which is as passionate and, and as motivated as anybody you know, couldn't, couldn't win there. So, you know, those are, are jobs that, you know, the SEC has gotten better, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you look at, uh, uh, you know, just uh, the Auburn coming out of, of kind of nowhere in the last few years. You have Tennessee there, and uh, you have Kentucky there, and, you know, LSU is, is, is up for grabs now, but is loaded with talent based on recruiting uh, tactics there. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a hard league. I think those jobs are probably a lot like Nebraska in the sense of, you know, you're going to have to really get somebody that 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 can coach. Um, you know, re- recruiting is is going to be difficult as they don't have a lot of history with with either program. Um, but you know, somebody's going to get paid to go in there and and, and try to get it done. And and um, 
you know, it's it, it's uh, there's going to be, you know, probably 10, 12 jobs open again. I, I think that's the pattern that, that uh, BCS has shown through the last three or four years that, you know, three or four years go by and you can't get it done. You know, coaches are moving on. And, you know, even somebody like Frank Martin that's been there a decade, you know, you lose momentum, uh, athletic directors change, and, and they want to go out and hire somebody that they – that they vetted and, and uh, they want them to uh, to help change the trajectory of the program. Andy, enjoy the NCAA tournament. Best you and your fam. And thanks for jumping on with us today. All right, Shmay. Thanks for having me. There he is. Andy Markowski, pride of Ord. Husker standout. And he's uh, going to be wearing the big red uh, sweatshirt on Friday for Nebraska-Gonzaga. Coach Kaczynski next to talk Randy Gregory. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Let's say hi to Rick Kaczynski, a Tuesday with Kaz, coaching Nebraska and Iowa, of course. Kaz, what do you know? How much, brother? It's uh, finally settling into some uh, good, consistent weather, but just, you know, same as usual, man. Just, just work, 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 man. That's about it, brother. How about yourself? Well, getting ready for a little roadie down to Arizona, uh, so that that's on my mind. But a lot of NFL news to get to. But NCAA tournament tips off the the play in game. So, were you a big Hoosiers guy growing up, Indiana? Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, you know, basketball different different game, different time back then. You know, you look at the eighties in the Big East, and um, you know, Kansas, and just just all the all the blue bloods, but. Uh, yeah, big hoop fan uh, growing up, but um, you asked me what my favorite team was, probably probably Indiana growing up, and obviously a lot of respect for for Coach Knight and and uh, and what he did, and then just the um, you know obviously with Hoosiers and Indiana basketball and and um, in the state, I think up until '94 um, in the tournament there, they it was uh, it was like bracket play you know it was everybody was in they didn't they didn't have classifications i think until 94 so uh i was at notre dame when that was still going on so that was that was really cool but uh yeah man so yeah i grew up uh i grew up a uh grew up a, a who's your fan for sure so uh but I, you know once you just like just like college college football i guess you could say i grew up a penn state fan but i just i just like the game you know same mm-hmm. thing with college basketball you know, pulled for Indiana, but just uh, a lot of teams, a lot of teams I, I enjoyed watching. But, man, you go back to 84, 85, 86, that era, um, you know, St. John, Syracuse, yeah, Georgetown. Yeah, yeah, or nay on the Hoyas. Were you a big Ewing guy? Oh, I hated, I hated Georgetown. <laughs> hated, hated, hated Georgetown. Uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, – yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, but I did like Sleepy Floyd. Mm. Um, you know, so certain guys are like obviously respected, respected Ewing. Uh, but uh, you know, in the Big East, was a was a big fan of um, big fan of the Cuse, and then mm. um, then DePaul. You know, I think everybody when they first got cable, you had WGN, and uh, <laughs> so and then there was a lot of guys. DePaul was recruiting out of Damatha and. Uh, okay. Back, back in Erie, there was a 
DeMatha used to play in the McDonald's Classic Big Four team tournament. So, you know, being third, fourth grade, watching those guys, and then you're, you're watching them. I think Dallas Comedies and, you know, obviously like Mark, was it Mark Cummings? I mean, it's just, you know, just player, player after player. I think DePaul had some, some sick, sick unis too, mm-hmm. like their unis. But, uh, yeah, Villanova. 85 but yeah you know yeah, i mean i was a gym rat man this was just like just like sports so but yeah I'll be honest with you now hope indiana you know I, I know about indiana right now i saw iowa you know win that game um off the bank um and then uh you know kind of took it to purdue a little bit but that was a little shock i thought purdue would be a little bit i thought purdue was going to be the team to beat in the big 10 this year but yeah i I know about as much as I read, which is about three paragraphs a year on college hoops. Well, you'll fill the bracket out, and you'll have as good a shot as me, man, or, or anybody <laughs> filling out the bracket. Kaz, a couple of your guys uh, inking free agent deals today. Malik Collins going to play for Lovey and stay with the Texans. Two years, $17 million for, for Malik, eight and a, 8.5 guaranteed. And then the comeback story of Randy Gregory, a bit of a plot twist here as Dallas offered and there was an initial an agreement, an, an initial agreement with Randy to Dallas, uh, five years, $70 million, $28 million guaranteed for Randy. Uh, I think that was between Jerry and Randy. And then Steven came in and wanted to change the language of the contract as Denver's on hold. Well, Randy's headed to Denver for maybe uh, around that same number for years and guaranteed money, maybe a little bit more. But uh, response, a couple of thoughts from you on both of your guys as they uh, get a second and third contract. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, once you get to the league, that's what you're playing for. You know, it's most of the, you know, you get that second contract and, and, um, you know, what Malik did, you know, talking about him first, you know, Malik, Malik bet on himself. You know, he took, he had that uh, one year out in, uh, out in, out in Vegas and, you know, kind of hedged himself and then took a little less money and, uh, you know, bet on himself to, uh, to perform and it, and it, uh, it worked out for him. And I think, um, I, I think he's comfortable there. You know, it's, uh, moving to another city, moving your family, doing all that. So, so I think he's in a good spot. He's in a good system. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he knows the lay of the land there, but obviously proud of him. And, and I, I know Malik, you know, I know, uh, you know, he's got a couple, he's got a couple cars, but that, that's about it, man. You know, he lives very modestly. You know, he won't, uh, he won't have to work the rest. He will, he will, but he won't have to work the rest of his life. You know, he's been very conservative, but you know, obviously proud of him. And, you know, once again, just a, a great story, a kid who's, whose father unfortunately had died when I think Malik was five and raised by, you know, raised by a single mom and, you know, a community and then, you know, wrestling career had people take him under his wing. And, and, uh, obviously the, the career he had at, uh, at Nebraska and he did the same thing, you know, he got out if he would have stayed and him and I talked about it. Um, I guarantee, I mean, I'd hedge myself too. If him, I had a chance to coach him fourth year, four years, he would he would, he would have been a top fifteen pick, no doubt. But you know, he left a year early under that regime, and uh, you know, dropped a little bit in the draft. But once again, he hedged on himself back then. So uh, you know, obviously proud of him, and uh, you know, great for him, great for his family. Dude's a dude's a great kid, great uh, 
a great family guy, a great husband. So, uh, and a uh, great father, man. So just, just, uh, just extremely, extremely proud of him. And, you know, same thing for Randy, you know, it's well documented. I mean, who, who would have, who would have taken the chance, uh, you know, on Randy Gregory, if you'd have said four years ago, if he'd still be playing or in the NFL, uh, I don't think a lot of people would have uh, taken that bet. Um, you know, got to give uh, a lot of credit to the, the organization, Jerry Jones. I know a lot of people don't like him, but, uh, you know, Randy, you know, that, that team looked out for Randy, you know, Jerry looked out for Randy and that's, that's why he's, that's why he's still playing in the league and, and going to get paid. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just, uh, you know, freak athlete, uh, he'll probably, probably looking for a little bit more guaranteed money, which, which he'll, he'll absolutely get. Um, but yeah, man, proud of those guys. And, and you know, uh, I mean, both of them come from a little bit different background, but, uh, but you know, I'll, both faced many different obstacles, man, and both are successful and because of the people that they've had in their lives. So, uh, you know, not only a credit to them, but a credit to the people that helped them along. But, but I think also too, Schmitty, it goes back to, you know, ta- not taking for granted um, how good, you know, how good we recruited and the type of players we had when we were there. Um, and, uh, you know, so uh, it, it, you know, there I, I don't think there's been many Big Ten defensive linemen. I know, you know, I know a lot of people just throw that around. I've heard that, you know, you know, guys in Omaha World Herald talk about a, a D lineman the last two years about this great play. Anyway, he was a solid player, but you know, all Big Ten, you know, NFL. All, what these guys do is not easy. You know, I mean, when you were watching those two guys on the field at the same time. Um, it's rare. It's going to take a while to get two guys like that ever again on the field at the same time at Nebraska. Um, so, uh, you know, I hope people understand and I hope they realize what, what they had the privilege of watching with those two guys. And, and, and those two guys really, really, uh, really, really love Nebraska. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if a guy like Malik, um, just with his personality, his persona, and, you know, his um, – just, just, just how he operates. I wouldn't be. I would. I'd be shot. One. I guarantee he's probably going to coach. But if he doesn't coach, it, he'd make a hell of an amb- ambassador for uh, for the university. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, proud of both of those guys, and and uh, you know, it's great for him, man. Rick Kaczynski's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Rick, uh, that that line you, you're talking about in, in 14 and in 13, Avery Moss, fifth round, Vincent Valentine. I think Vince was a second-round guy to New England. Randy was a, a top-five pick that, that fell but got swooped up and Dallas invested in. Randy Gregory tied for the league league in forced turnovers last year. Randy's played mm-hmm. 50 career games due to suspensions but 16 and a half sacks. And then, of course, Malik's on a third deal, and he's as good an interior as there is uh, when we talk about just the job that's asked. And you're not always a stat guy on the interior, but he is he's a guy Lovey wanted to keep, right? And we know how good a Lovey. Lovey is, is still revered from a defensive mind standpoint and got another gig in, in the NFL. So that, that front four you had, uh, really impressive. And those are guys that... Some you redshirted, some you didn't, but they, they played early, but it, it looks like you developed them. They were really talented, too, but give yourself a little credit with the development. I mean, because they were 
they were a terror to watch. They were a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's yeah, it's like everything else, man. It's 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 easy to develop talented players, but uh, I think when also you know, with the exception of Avery, when you look at those mm-hmm. guys, you know, they're all they're all Midwest guys, man. Mm-hmm. They, they're they're all in our footprint, and I think that's a big part of it, man. The further away you go from from home, your footprint, um, you you know less and less about a guy. And the more and more a coach will sell you a bill of goods, and you know I'm not saying that happens a lot, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that you know there's just something about a kid in, in those type of footprints. And you know, I know there, there are not many steel mills left in Pennsylvania, but there's still there's still steel mill mentality in a lot of those in a lot of those towns, and that's where Penn State recruits. You know, same thing in Ohio. You know, just that blue collar mentality, and that's the same thing with with uh, with schools in the Midwest, with the Iowa's, the Michigan States. The Nebraska's. I mean, those are the, those are the type of kids that you want. Um, I mean, you look at the Davis twins. I mean, I mean, Schmidt. You know, I, you know, if we're if we're there in fifteen, you know, you got in sixteen. I, in sixteen, Collins would have been back. I mean, you had Collins, the Davis twins. Randy would have surely been gone. You know, if 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 Avery was still around, and mm-hmm. you know that was unfortunate what happened to him. But he Avery was a freak. I mean, you look at that play he made against Northwestern yeah, the pick. in thirteen. Yeah. I mean that you know one it it turned the game, kind of turned the season for us. And and uh, I mean that that was just freaky, freaky athletic. And uh, you know, I mean he was he was about he he was one of probably top five talented guys. And then Vincent. More with Kaz coming up. Randy Gregory, Malik Collins, their payday today. More with with Coach Kaz coming up on Hale Varsity. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Part of recruiting is, is luck, but also, too, man, you know, there's a lot of guys that didn't play in the NFL that were really good players. I mean, you know, Jason Ankara, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Kevin Maurice, Kevin Williams, and, you know, that kid from, from Omaha, that, that'll always be a mystery to me. Sean um, Neal. Be a mystery. That, that I would have loved to coach that kid. There's no – I'm just, like I said, and they call me arrogant, cocky, or whatever. There's absolutely no way that kid wouldn't have been a starter for me. Absolutely no way. Absolutely no way. I remember calling Greg Madison on him. Uh, actually, Greg called me when Greg was at Michigan and Michigan off. I remember Michigan going in the house. I was I was going to take a job um, as an analyst at Michigan. And, and uh, you know, Greg called me, and, and – shoot they were taking them they wanted them you know nebraska ended up getting them but you know michigan wanted them. that kid that kid was a great player um you know i mean uh oh gosh Mick stoltenberg yeah i mean I, yeah we we had guys there there was there was there was plenty there there was plenty plenty there to win more games than they did man and that's what they got to get back to man get back to that footprint you know you gotta yeah i mean obviously you gotta develop guys um, but you also you also got to get you got to get guys that uh, can bend in the knees, hips, and ankles, man. You know, get get rid of these guys. You, don't 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 bring me any big belly guys. You know, I mean, don't you can't you can't win with big belly guys. I promise you. So uh, you know, but those those guys are right in your backyard. And if, if they want to get back to playing for something in November, 
and playing in something in December and January, you, you know, just you ain't got to go far, man. It's right in your backyard. You just got to identify him. Rick Kaczynski's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Kaz, how did you connect with Malik and his personality? How did you connect with Randy? What was your relationship like with each guy? Well, I knew, Rand, you know, Randy, you know, both different kids, man. You know, and ironically, they were Randy, obviously a junior college kid, um, but Malik and Randy were, were roommates in, in, in 2013. And uh, that was probably great for both of them, two guys from both different ends of the spectrum, inner city, Kansas City, and then, uh, you know, Randy's from Fishers, Indiana, and then uh, his, his, his folks lived in Macomb, Michigan, and, uh, you know, it, it just, just completely did, and that's the great thing about football, man, you know, you got two guys completely different backgrounds living together, and learning about each other, they're playing together, and, and, and now successful, um, but, uh, you know, Malik was a guy, really young guy, um, and, and when you're coaching long enough, you know, when you're watching tape, you're always comparing guys to what you you coached. And when I put Malik on tape, um, you know, just his explosiveness, you know, his, 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 you know, his knee bend and playing low to the ground and his ankles and his hips. And I'm like, man, this dude's a waist down player. And he's a three down player. And he reminded me of not a high school Mike Daniels, but probably a sophomore at Iowa, Mike Daniels. And, you know, and that's what I talk to you know, when you talk to these guys, this is, man, this is how I see it. And then, and then you could show them, you know, I could show them Mike on tape and say, Hey man, this is, see how this kid played. And let me tell you, he was way, he was, he, he was way far behind than what you were. You know, Malik came in at 290. Mike Daniels came in at 230 pounds was a high school tailback and nose guard, um, you know, and, and wrestled at 225. And, um, so you know, and then you get to know the family, and then, and uh, and uh, you know, you just you just connect with a kid, and then obviously, when we were recruiting, and people were taking shots, and, and like I told Malik, I said, Malik, you ever hear me say anything bad about any of these other places? No, I said I ain't got to, brother. I said they could tear me down, they could tear Nebraska down. I said, you know, in the meat, they're tearing themselves down. I said I got nothing to say about those clowns; they're, they're insignificant to to me, you know, and. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think Malik kind of, he kind of liked that. He was, he was, a he was a young kid, but he saw through BS. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and he, and he knew, and the thing that Bo did, the thing that I did and, and most of our staff, we, you know, we told you how you were going to be coached. Right. And, you know, we told you how we were going to treat you. And we told you that we're always going to do the best for you. And that doesn't mean you're always going to like it, man. You know, and what I loved about Malik, man, we got after Malik, man. You know, like I told those guys always, there was no way in hell we were, we were going to let a, a guy with that type of talent and opportunity to be average, man. And there was no way in hell we are going to let those guys be average. And that was – and if, if they practiced average, if they were average in the, in the classroom, if they were average off the field, we got, we got after it, man. You know, and, 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 and those guys responded. And that's why and that's why they became great, and that's why they became successful. And then when they're done playing, they'll be successful also. But you know, Randy was a guy. He, um, you know, transitioning to Randy, Randy was a guy recruited at Iowa. Um, you know, same thing, lanky, raw type of kid, but just freaky, freaky athletic. And um, you know, uh, he he didn't make it. He committed to Purdue. Um, we were going to bring him on a visit to Iowa. 
And then uh, we, we knew he wasn't going to make it, so we kind of backed off a little bit and uh, we stayed in touch. And I remember getting a highlight tape. There was a kid out at Arizona Western, uh, nose guard that ended up going to uh, Alabama um, back in like 2010 or 11. I think his name was Jesse Williams, if I'm okay. not mistaken. Yeah, that sounds right. And, uh, you know, so I knew the coach, actually, the, the coach um, out at Arizona Western was actually from Juliet, Illinois. So he was a Midwest guy. So he was always, you know, staying in contact with the Big Ten schools and things of that nature. So he sent me the tape and I, you know, this was this was 2012, right when I got here. And, and obviously, you know, we were losing Baker. We were losing Cam. We were losing some dudes. And Ankara was only one year left. And we, we needed an immediate need. We we're going to lose Eric Martin. You know, we needed an edge guy. And I'm like, all right, I'm getting an edge guy. And, you know, I called them. And, you know, we talked, talked to the parents. They came out for the Michigan game. It was a night game. You know, you beat Michigan on TV under the lights, being that, 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 you know, the environment, the stadium, and the W made my life pretty dang easy for recruiting Randy. And, uh, you know, everybody in the world offered him. And, you know, he shut it down. He shut it down right after that, man. So, so, uh, you know, and then, and then, you know, Dennis and, um, you know, those folks, Kim, Shell Pepper. I mean, if you want to talk about, you know, I'm gonna give a shout out and 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 make sure people know this name, Kim Shellpep. Randy wouldn't have made it out of Lincoln, Nebraska, with what this what this person did for him. I mean, you talking about an amazing woman. You want to talk about? You want to do an interview on Randy Gregory? Go talk to Kim Shellpepper. I'd never seen a single individual help somebody care for a player more than more than Kim did absolutely 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 amazing job what she did so uh please give her a shout out people make sure people know her name and then the job that she does for those players um so you want you want to recognize somebody on the 50 yard line for what they've done for nebraska student athletes um get get old kim out there but uh you know i mean just just getting randy through and then working with randy and then the weight room with coach dobson did but but obviously he was a he's just freaky athletic and then we got him on campus and then when you have a talent like that schmitty my job was not screw him up you know when you have adrian clayboards when you have randy gregory's you just tweak them man you don't overcoach them you let them be athlete you don't want to take a randy gregory and turn him into a four eight four nine defensive end hey just do what you do man hey on your way there do this that right elbow tuck drop that shoulder that in side leg pass to hit but teaching the scheme that's why schemes overrated scheme scheme anybody can learn my wife can learn scheme you know but she's not coming off the edge against wisconsin making sacks final thoughts with kaz on the way with hail varsity he's in his 30s but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other now Say my name. It's Schmitty on AFR City Radio. I got the body of a taut, preteen Swedish boy. With coaching guys, and part of coaching sometimes is is, is not overcoaching. So when you got a guy like Randy, that's just kind of just kind of what you do, man. But yeah, you know every every kid's story, every every recruiting story, it's a little bit different, but. 
great thing about football athletics you got kids colors religion creeds backgrounds y'all come together and man where else in where, where else in the world um does that happen other than you know a lot of a lot of saturdays in the fall on football fields man so that's what i miss um but that's the great thing about sports especially football man so um just great to see but couldn't be more proud of, of both of those guys Kaz, you ever you ever hoop up with randy one-on-one Oh nah, bro! I don't want to give my secrets away. I so you can't give them away. Can't give I was them away. I was wondering. I was wondering. Uh, I got a I got a nice J when I'm until I get guarded, brother. <laughs> now that I'm guarded, I just my step back. I just don't create the separation like I used to, and and then uh, I panic. You start digging me up, I panic. I panic a little bit. So lost my game lost my game a little bit but absolutely not i'll, I'll take malik on the hoop court even today <laughs> <laughs> good answer kaz we'll, we'll do this again but we'll catch up soon thanks for the time all right brother thank you pretty awesome perspective there from from kaz malik his guy getting that extension 17 and a half million dollars two-year deal 8.5 guaranteed with the texans to keep playing for lovey down there in houston ready gregory uh, was going to be Dallas. Denver swooped in. And Randy Gregory, five years, $70 million around those numbers, similar to what Dallas was offering. But $28 million guaranteed. And uh, Kim Shellpepper, Kaz wanted to make a point to, to mention Shellpepper and LeBlanc and the uh, life skills folks at Nebraska that are just incredible and that's really awesome. That's really awesome. Two good dudes. We did uh, a lot of interviews with Randy and with Malik when they were in Lincoln and uh, a few with them when they were out the first rookie year, maybe second year, uh, when, when Malik and Randy were both in Dallas together. So uh, just both guys we, we root for because of the connection with them when we covered them in Lincoln. And they, uh, they were always awesome to chat with uh, those Monday media sessions and the joke was uh, to, to play Randy one-on-one. And he'd roll his eyes at me, and he's like, Schmidt, you don't want none of this. <laughs> Did you? No, I didn't. We were going to set it up, and then the draft happened, and the decisions leading up to said draft happened, and uh, no. So, But he did, you know, Randy did do an interview day before the draft with me. Wow. Should be in there but that was before all hell broke loose with him but glad he's in a good spot yeah and i think it's cool you know when he came out of college you know i remember hearing first three picks first five picks and it's cool that he's finally he's at that point yeah you know he's, like he's doing all right yeah uh, continue uh continual battle I, I assume but good for him and uh and where he's at reminder to get buckled up use your seat belt it saves lives prevents injuries only If worn properly, buckle up this message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. A uh, shout out to uh, our uh, (laughs) our our friend Don in Denver listening. Don in Denver listening and it's like, brother, we got a spot for you. Might have to make that happen. Off to Zona. Will and Elijah. God love you. Thanks.